airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to your Friday. It is a Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons, and we appreciate you spending this Friday with us. I'm mm-hmm. Miki. And I'm Will. And actually, I don't know who's over in Studio CC, so um, you're going to... Devin, but... You're just going to have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Devin yeah, is Devin. over in Studio CC. He'll be here uh, shortly. Things are all... <laughs> things are all different and yeah. things are all different for all of us yes. all across the country. Some of us, you mm. know, I, I guess, you know, there's always going to be uh, maybe somebody who says, no, you know, things are kind of the same. For nah, me. I think for all of us. OK. All right. I just I don't know. You always uh, wanna, I, you know. I really do. I think. Yeah. 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 It's things, everybody. There's some degree of difference for everyone. There is. Right? I mean, it just has different to be. levels. It just but has to be. Something That's is right. different. That's right. <laughs> Pretty much so, so things are different for all of us. And so we all understand uh, during this time that things are just not going to be the way that we're accustomed to them being. And we're adjusting and trying to figure out for many of us, all of us, a new normal um, <laughs> to get through this period of time. And uh, we continue to to lean on the Lord and to trust him and to find our joy in the Lord. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that we can get through tough times um, right. is to, to fix your eyes on the one who is fixed. You know, mm. who doesn't change, who doesn't move. And and I was telling Will the Great that um, I said, man, you know, 2020 has really been like a rough year. Um, you know, I know like it's, it just you know, started. It just started. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just personally in our family, I, I, I feel like um, it's just been such a such a whirlwind. And um, it's, you know, been one of those things where just you could be all over the place <laughs> if you just lean on your own emotions. Yeah. If you just sort of sink into your own feelings and that can sometimes be very easy to do, you know? Um, but the Lord is immutable. Mm-hmm. He doesn't change. And so that's where we have to fix our eyes and we have to fix our attention <laughs> on, on him, yeah. you know? And, uh, and, and that works. That's not just a pithy little statement that works. The Lord is reliable. He is dependable. We can trust him fully. And many of us find ourselves right now in a situation where, I mean, unfortunately, we are learning to do that for the first time. And let me just say that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to learn how to need God or to to be able to need God and um, and to be fully confident that he can meet your needs. You know, that's that's not a bad thing. So on today's show, we are going to have a conversation around homeschooling. Okay. That's the focus for today um, because it's kind of a big deal right now because there <laughs> right. are there are many forced homeschoolers, okay, right now <laughs> in this country. There are people who are homeschooling under duress. They're just so- they're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And um, and 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 then there's some who are are homeschooling and they're like, man, this is what I've always wanted. Yeah. They're like, this is great. Like, I mean, there are some parents out there who this past week, I mean, you showed up looking like a teacher. You did. <laughs> I mean, you you were like you're like serious about it. You showed up at your kitchen table with that coffee tumbler. 
and you stood up in front of a dry erase board and you were like, all right, class. And it was just like mm. one kid. <laughs> but you were ready to do it because don't you remember, Will? Well, I don't know if boys did this, but we girls did. Growing up, we played school all the time. Nah. Y'all mm. didn't do that? No. <laughs> Too busy fighting and pushing people around outside I mean, playing you ball or play something. School. You didn't want to be there. See that right there. That question right there is the reason why women are smarter. That right no, there. I mean, you, why would school. we want to play school? Well, right. anyways, <laughs> well, play we play army school. men, or you know, like you know, like your and hero we need y'all to do that. Yeah, that's right. School? We need y'all to nah. do. That. Okay, Mm-mm. yeah. Well, anyway, that's why you guys get to marry us. All right, that's why y'all. <laughs> the Lord blesses you, uh, gives you favor, and uh, and you get to marry us. But we we grew up playing school. A lot of us, right? If we if we think back on it, and so it was. <laughs> <laughs> even if we didn't have siblings, which I did, but even if we didn't have siblings, we taught our stuffed animals. We taught our dolls. We nah, would, you know, just, mm-mm. yeah, man, we'd sit them down animals. and, nah. and they, you know, they would learn from us. And so anyway, this is an opportunity <laughs> for us to do some things that probably come more naturally to us than we realize we don't have to be panicked about it. And so we just wanted to share um, a little bit of our homeschooling journey and talk about that and be really honest. You guys know, if you listen to Aaron, the Addison's, we don't sugarcoat <laughs> our response to things in life, right? I mean, we just we mm-hmm. like to have real honest conversations and and sometimes it can seem like we're airing, you know, ourselves and and that's that's kind of the point of what we're doing here. What does it look like to live as a believer in 21st century America? Well, it doesn't mean that it's always neat and clean cut. It means that we have things that we wrestle with, but at the end of the day, we try to align our thinking and we try to align our actions with what with what the word of God says. And so before we get into it, let me start with some numbers because then we're going to go to a guest. We have a guest uh, joining us, Dr. Purdom from Answers in Genesis, who's going to talk to us about homeschooling curricula that's available through Answers in Genesis and and just why we don't have to be panicked and overcome by what's happening in the country right now. So that's coming up in the next segment, and I'm looking forward to that. But according to the National Center for Education Statistics, about 1.7 million children are homeschooled, 1.7 million. And if you're wondering what percentage that is of the amount of kids who are in traditional school, that's about 3%. 3% of the 56 million primary and secondary school age children, right? Mm. Well, suddenly, because of coronavirus, now there's about 41 million kids who are out of school. 41 million kids. 41. <laughs> million. 41 million kids. All right. Are so of, of the 56 million, 41 wow. million kids are out of school. And, and some of them uh, are going to be out for the rest of the year. Some of them. <laughs> some of the parents that you just said that to, they, they were like, we don't receive that. They just all of a sudden turned into <laughs> no, that true. type of Christian. They were like, I don't receive I block it. I block that. Um, which is funny because you want to go... Uh, you don't have a choice. Like it's kind <laughs> right. of like already been decided, you know, but anyway, so, so, so my point is this, my mm-hmm. point is that now you've got parents and grandparents, you've got aunts and uncles who find themselves in situations where they are doing something that they didn't think that they would do. And so what I wanted to do was just sort of ask you, yeah. uh, Will, do you think mm-hmm. back to when we decided that we were going to homeschool? We mm-hmm. felt like the Lord was leading us to homeschool. Yeah. Was there anything that you were afraid of or that you felt mm-hmm. like we couldn't do can you Mm. remember some of your feelings yeah i think number one was a feeling of being inadequate like you know first of all i don't and you do the bulk of like the teaching i didn't view myself as a a teacher so i felt like 
man, what can I do? You know, I think as a, as a uh, dad, like, what can I do? You know, we got this whole system of the principal teacher and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and doing Bible study and devotions and stuff like that. But I think my biggest fear was like, can we really do this? You know, and I think I've come to the realization that um, that we're built for this, you know, yeah. and that God has given everything that's needful that that you need to be able to accomplish this task. So um, that was number one. And, you know, how like how? do you do it you know yeah and I, yeah. I I think a lot of parents may have that question how do you even start and you know because all we know is what's been what we've been through you know and that's yeah, been the kind of what gets passed down to yeah, us yeah yeah so so how do you even I didn't know I knew one person growing up that was homeschooling but I still had no clue of what that meant he told me but I was like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so you know, when you're not familiar with it at all, you're almost like, how do you even do that? Like, is that legal? That's what I just think. It's legal for you to, like, <laughs> be schooled at home? You know? And um, yeah. So. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think those questions were, were, were the ones that came to my mind initially. Yeah. So so for me, um, homeschooling was not an option until we kind of observed in our kids that they were being um, just kind of gently pulled away from us by the world, right. you know? And um, so up until that point, you know, we, we just were kind of like, no, our kids are going to be salt schooled the way we going, were schooled. They're yeah. going to be salt and light. And, and, yeah. We were like, they're going to be missionary. We, you know, our yeah. thought was they're going to take their schools for Jesus. And I was they're like, gonna I do went the to school. Things that we I, did. Right. Yeah. 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 And was, so we thought we saw our kids doing that. Right. And um, and I want to tell you some of my um, some of my aversion to homeschooling. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Right. Where we just we just tell the truth. And I know that this may be offensive, but some of my aversion to homeschooling was homeschooling people. Mm. <laughs> it was coming in contact with people who, with homeschoolers. Yeah, and yeah. I just found my encounters to be not all of them. Mm-hmm. But on a fairly regular basis, my encounter with homeschoolers turned into what appeared to be almost a self-righteous conversation Mm. where the parents who were homeschooling believed in some way. They wouldn't say this, but what was communicated was this feeling of my kids are automatically going to be saved because I homeschool Mm. or they are automatically going to fare better than a kid who is not homeschooled. And so I was like, well, where is that in the Bible? Right. Like, you know, where, where, where is that guarantee that those who put their trust in homeschooling shall see the Lord? Like, I, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't find that, you know? And and even, and, even a sentiment, you know, too, was like, man, you just going to let your kid go to hell? Like, whoa. Yes, which, which <laughs> like, wow. That, I mean, if you can believe it, people <laughs> have expressed that. <laughs> like, I have expressed really? that. You know? That, uh, yeah, that you would, you know, send your kid away to perish. And um, and those are very, very strong like sentiments. <laughs> right. And um, they were off putting to me. Yeah, they were off putting. And, 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 and I thought it, it was almost a little bit um, cultish, in my yeah. opinion. And so, of course, I was like, well, I want no part of that. You right. know, then as as missionaries to university students, we were trying to chase after the homeschoolers once they made it to college. <laughs> and so so. You know, yeah, that and wasn't now, a good look. That was not a selling point either, because <laughs> you talk to these kids who were homeschooled for their entire lives, and then they get to college, and then they're out on the strip, and you know, you yeah. go to their rooms, and they're hung over the next day, and yeah. and you're going, and that and that and that was the, that was a surprising thing to me because it seemed like some of the kids that were homeschooled, 
and also some who were like youth leaders in the church. It may not have been homeschool, but the youth leaders, they were the hardest ones to like, you know, find or to even help out with. with, Yeah. (laughs) Even you would think that they already made leaders like they're like coming to school. Yeah, just plug and play. You know, but man, they they were the ones that was the most elusive, you know, and the ones that really would listen was the people that had no background in church. It's true. It's <laughs> it was, unfortunately it was, it was true. Yeah. And so with all of that, I, I say that because one of the things I want to make sure, and, and Will and I have tried to be very careful in this, is that we never come off when we talk about homeschooling our kids or discipling our kids or training our kids, never come off as self-righteous or that that's a guarantee. We understand what the gospel says about salvation and, and who is saved and how one is saved and that it's not through homeschooling. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what did it for me. What did it for me was understanding the growing need for our kids to be discipled. Mm. So when people ask me why I homeschool, let me just tell you something. I'm not in it for the academics. Mm -hmm. That's a plus. I love to see my kids learn. I mean, you know, to be able to teach your own kid to read and and to know, oh, it's like, you know, I taught him to tie a shoe and and I taught him to read. And now he's reading books and he's we're having these conversations about what he's reading. I mean, that is incredibly rewarding. I love that. But I'm not into homeschooling for that. Right. The sole purpose, the sole purpose. And this is where the bulk of my time with the kids is spent. The sole purpose for homeschooling my kids is to make active followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I do it. That's why I I do it against even sort of the encounters that I had um, years ago. I do it against (laughs) even the college students that I met that were homeschooled. I homeschool because I understood as I was watching our two daughters were the the only two that were educated um, for a, a short period of time outside of our home. But I started to observe them taking on other people's personalities around them and Mm -hmm. being shaped by the environment that they spent the most time in. Right. And so I started to pray about this. And I was like, Lord, you know, I know too much about who you are and what is required to just kind of let them work this out. They're too young to sort of fend for themselves. And so the Lord really began to prod and to pull on our heart that we needed to take an upfront role in educating them. And of course, with, you know, the increasing common core, you saw that. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. You're stressing kids out for no reason. (laughs) It was almost like the Lord was saying, I mean, what else? You know what I mean? Like what else, (laughs) what else do you need? (laughs) So we made the decision and I've got to tell you, it has not been the easiest thing to do, but we have not regretted it for one second. Mm -hmm. And we have asked our kids, at least the older two, would you like to go back to, to traditional school? The answer is a resounding no all the time. Mm-hmm. We enjoy living life with our kids and training them for the glory of God. Got to grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Radio. I appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Brad and Rebecca. I am found. Devin is over in Studio CC, and we appreciate him getting our guest on. Now, listen, this is going to be a little confusing because I'm going to introduce our guest, and many parents listening are going to say, wait a minute, if you're talking about homeschooling, um, do I have to have the kind of credentials that your guest has to homeschool? <laughs> well, first Man. of all, let me just say, I just told you that we homeschool, so right. you know you don't. Right, you're good. 
You're good. I just I just want to stand up and tell everybody, hey, look, if we can homeschool our kids for the glory of God, then you can homeschool your kids too. You pray and see how the Lord is leading. But what a blessing it is to be in the body of Christ where we do have access to all of these resources from people who are experts in areas that we are not experts in. Mm. And it's just a blessing to know that we don't have to be because we have access to those people. Okay. Having said all of that, let's turn our attention to our guest. Dr. Georgia Purdom holds a PhD in molecular genetics. People are like, "Uh, we're changing the dial. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Molecular genetics from the Ohio State University. And she formerly served as an assistant and associate professor of biology at Mount Vernon uh, Nazarene University. Dr. Purdom is a director of educational content and actively speaks and writes for Answers in Genesis. And she joins us today to talk about the various answers in Genesis curricula that would be available to homeschoolers and some of those um, extra reading um, or the extra reading content that's available on the website. Much of it, I say much of it, not much of it. Some of it we have in our home and our kids enjoy. Um, Dr. Purdom, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So I know that you are a wife and a mom, and I was <laughs> I was reading some of the additional information. Um, on your bio page on the Answers in Genesis website and looking at some of the things that you focus on. And I thought, you know, I was tempted to ask you a question about what's happening right now with coronavirus, you know, especially because you look at um, your focuses on natural selection and mutation and trying to understand sort of the very good roles of bacteria before the pre-fall, right? But I was concerned that I might ask you a question and then you would start talking and I would still not understand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I try to make whatever I say very understandable. So that's always my job. Okay, great. So then let's do this for Miki's sake, because I'm because I'm just so curious about this. And I think it's fascinating to look at some of the things that right now we look at um, in creation and we say, how was that useful? And how was that ever good? Like, you know, things like mosquitoes, right? But in your line of expertise, like if you think about bacteria and even the conversations that we're having right now about viruses, um, what have you discovered about the very good makeup of this before the fall? Well, and I I think it's not just about uh, what they were doing before the fall, but what many of them are doing now that's still very good. Um, I, I think, you know, the ones that get all the headlines are the ones that do bad things. But probably, you know, over 90% of bacteria and probably the same is true for viruses are actually doing very good things in this world. We would not be living if they weren't living and doing what they're doing. Um, They really provide a connection between, so to speak, the physical world um, and us um, because they break down things. They make them usable for us and um, the way that we can acquire nutrients so that, you know, the way the plants get it and then animals eat the plants and then we eat those things. And so, um, they really are doing, and even the fact that they live on us and in us, um, and most of them are doing very, very good things. So I think, you know, and I, I've done a lot of research on that, and really a lot of them, you know, through things like mutation um, in their DNA uh, have caused them to do what they're doing now, things like the coronavirus and, and many other bacteria and viruses that do bad things. But I would say they get a bad rap, um, and most of them are doing, continuing to do very good things. Okay, so now just, if you would, indulge me for one second more, and then we'll start talking about uh, curricula. Um, 
I have heard people, so I am, I will admit that I am a bit of a germ phobe. And like, so when you say, you know, you talk about the bacteria living in us and on us, right? And that paints a really vivid picture yep. of, you know, things doing what they're supposed to do. Now, I, I do wash my hands a lot and I try to encourage our kids to wash their hands a lot. Some might even say mandate it. That's true. Um I have also heard people say that when we are excessive in that, that we are destroying good bacteria. Um, is that just sort of like an urban legend or is there truth to that? Well, there is some truth to that. But, I I mean, we have to be balanced in our view of these things. So, so one of my big pet peeves is people that want to use, um, like, for example, just for regular cleaning surfaces, like in your kitchen, let's say, Somebody spilled juice, okay, and somebody takes an antibacterial wipe to wipe that up. Okay, you don't need to do that. Like, that's, like, no, if you have raw chicken, <laughs> that's a different story. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you have to have balance in it. So I think we can, we don't want a sterile environment, so to speak, because there are a lot of bacteria that are doing a lot of good things. They, the good bacteria keep the bad bacteria um, at bay, so to speak, so that they're not harming us and they're not hurting us as much. And, I, and it is important for kids to go outside and play and get exposed to these things because, um, you know, the bacteria that are in the soil and in the air and, and all of that, because it's actually training their immune system to recognize the differences between good and bad mm. uh, bacteria so they respond appropriately and not over-respond like asthma and allergies. Oh, that's really good. That's that's really, really helpful. Okay, then let's make a shift because right now um, in the United States of America, we have about 41 million kids of the 56 million who would have been in um, primary and secondary school. They're not in school right now. And so that means that you've got millions of parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, who some of them are just sort of scratching their head and saying, what do I do with these kids? How do I school them? For some parents, Dr. Purdom, this is going to be sort of an, a window or an open door into maybe doing something that they wanted to do for a long time but didn't think that they could. Um, why yeah. is Answers in Genesis a resource for parents right now who've become unwitting homeschoolers? Yeah. Well, let me just give a little bit of my background on this. So I, I homeschool my daughter. Um, I have one daughter. She's 16. I've homeschooled her for five years now, and I work full-time, <laughs> um, and it is possible. People can mm-hmm. – I want people to know that it is possible. They can do it. Um, and so I think that there are so many things out there to help you do it um, and and to understand that school – you know, school at home looks very different than school in the classroom, and right. that's Okay. Um, I, I think that's one of the biggest things I want to. I just want to relate to people before we get to some of our resources. Is I am um, a very structured, formal learner. Okay, but my daughter is not, <laughs> and so I have to learn the hard way um, how to how to how to deal with that. Her learning style versus my my learning style, my teaching style, and realize that there's not just one right way um, to do this. You have to find out what works for you and for your children best and don't panic take a deep breath um it's okay if you know they you know i think we fear that well they're not going to learn all the things they need to learn especially in a situation like this 
where it's the end of the school year and you're thinking, oh my goodness, what if they don't learn X? What if they don't learn this? What if they don't, Mm -hmm. you know what? It's okay. They'll pick it up. They'll get it. Um, It's not the end of the world. So just take a deep breath and, and realize that um, there are a lot of things you can do at home using Answers and Genesis resources um, that are going to be easy for you to use and um, are going to be fun. Make, Make it fun. You know, uh, especially if you've got little ones, um, you know, I, one of the things I love to do with my daughter, and I did when she was young, is we would go for walks. And this is a great time to get outside, because those phases, you can't go anywhere else. So <laughs> go outside for a walk, right? And when you're doing that, one of the tools that we have at Answers in Genesis that we use to teach kids the Bible is the seven seas of history. Yes. And we start with creation. So when you see a beautiful rainbow or a beautiful butterfly or an insect, talk to them about God creating these beautiful things. But then what happens when you see something dead? You know, right now we've got a, a bird that crashed into our window and it's dead outside. Okay, use that as a time to teach about the fall, mm. right? Corruption, why the world isn't perfect anymore, why it is mm-hmm. the way it is. What if you see fossils and a rock in your backyard? All right, teach them about the catastrophe, the flood. That's how those fossils form. And, and so on and so forth. So there's really ways to incorporate it. It's not a super formal teaching, but it's an informal way as you're as you're going about your day, as you're as you're doing these things to incorporate this biblical teaching moment. No, I think that is yeah. wonderful. And mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that we overlook is the ability that God has given us to help build intellect in our kids. And some of that is just talking with them as we go and making sure that they understand mm-hmm. how the world works and why we function the way that we function. And even some of the practical things that we're doing. I want to back up to something that you alluded to when you talked about um, one of those big obstacles early on and even approaching homeschooling is sort of flushing your mind of like for me and for Will and, and maybe for you, Dr. Purdom, but kind of flushing your mind of the way we were traditionally educated and thinking that things have to function that way and they don't. I'm curious, though, what um, caused you or what led to your homeschooling your daughter? Um. There's quite there's, there was several factors in that I think because um, she was in a public school before this, and I think um, probably the biggest for me honestly was the school went to a system where uh, a lot of stuff was being done online, and parents didn't have access to a lot of that, and so and they stopped allowing parents like in the school even to go and like lunch and help out with the classroom. And to me, it was like, okay, I, I want to partner with you to educate my daughter. You've just now taken that away. You know, there's no mm. partnership anymore. It's just you doing it. Mm. And I don't trust you, you know. Um, and I want to have access to all of these things so that I can really help my daughter be discerning and be educated. And so that, to me, was probably the biggest factor in deciding to do it. Because we did it, you know, a lot of parents are saying, oh, my gosh, how do I do this, you know, this at the end of the school year, we did it in the middle of the school year. We pulled mm-hmm. her out in the middle of fifth grade. Mm. So I know your fear. I know, I know what that feels like. So, but, um, but, you know, again, I think there, there are a lot of things that you can be doing and, and you can do this. So let's do this before we run out of time in this segment um, for the parent who is listening right now. And they say, I'm going to go to Answers in Genesis website and I want to get started. And they say, you know, I'm I'm just going to sort of, you know, take the bull by the horns. 
Where would they mm-hmm. even begin? Um, where would you suggest they start? Well, we have an Answers for Kids website. Um, and that would be a great place right now to go to because it's got lots of articles. It's got coloring pages. It's got activities, videos, all kinds of things there. It's really easy to be able to utilize, like, right off the bat. Okay, it's something that's kind of, I think a lot of times what we're going to be doing right now with it only being a couple months is sort of soft gap measures Um, because, uh, you know, to help still educate the children. But um, just think, you get to now do it your way from a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going to have those things there for you. And um, the other thing that we're doing, um, and this is going to be through Facebook, um, we are doing four Facebook Lives now every single day uh, on Ken Ham and Answers in Genesis Facebook page, and um, we are getting tremendous response to those. So at 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern, we're doing a science experiment with Roger Patterson, very cool, fun time for kids to learn about science. At 12 p.m., we're doing an Answers in Genesis speaker. So this is great for older kids to learn about different topics from a biblical worldview. Um, at 3 p.m., we're doing an animal encounter. Um, Ken Ham is hosting those from either the Ark Zoo or the Museum Zoo. And at 7 p.m., we're actually doing a behind-the-scenes uh, tour. So you can find out some really cool things about the Museum and Ark at 7 p.m. So be sure to check those out. We've got that on our um, website and, and things you can find out about more about those programs. Wow. Oh, that's excellent. So I was just trying to write that down just to recap for some of the parents who maybe want to kind of solidify that in their mind. So 10 Eastern, there's going to be a Facebook Live. Then again at 12 Eastern, 3 Eastern, and and 7 p.m. Eastern. And these are different topics that if you go to Ken Ham's Facebook page, then you'll be able Mm -hmm. to watch those Facebook Lives with your kids. Yes. This is excellent. This is excellent. Thank you so much. Dr. Purdom, I really appreciate it. What else do you feel like we need to know before we go uh, in this segment for those who maybe have a little bit of fear? And I I think we've addressed that, but I know that that sometimes can be the biggest challenge and the biggest obstacle to homeschooling, just the fear that you're going to cause your kid to miss out on something that they desperately need. Uh, Could you speak to that just for a moment? Yeah, I think one of the things um, that I have learned you know, thinking back on my own education and then trying to educate my daughter, what did I really need to know in life? <laughs> what did I really need to know to be successful? And you start to realize there isn't, there, there isn't really, like, knowing how to do that certain Algebra 2 equation probably wasn't as necessary as you thought it was. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know, not to say don't do Algebra 2 because we're doing that, but right. I'm saying you learn what's important and what's not important. You know, and you focus on the majors and, you you know, you do those major on the majors, minor on the minors, and, and they will be successful. You know, it, my daughter is very hardworking. Um, she's very motivated, but she's also very practically minded. <laughs> so for her, if she doesn't see how she's practically going to use it, it's challenging for her to want to learn it. But she's also very <laughs> smart, so I'm, so, I'm, so I'm pretty confident that when it comes to she does need to know it, she wants to know it, she will. She'll apply herself and be able to do it. So give them the tools that they need to be able to do that. You know, that that's probably worth way more than a lot of these other things. Will you How you help them learn to study and learn to work hard and learn to be motivated, that's really important. That's so good. Dr. Georgia Purnum. 
Ph.D. in molecular genetics from The Ohio State University and now on staff at Answers in Genesis. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. I want to encourage all of our listeners to check out the Answers for Kids website and also check out Answers in Genesis as well. If you just do a Google search, I want to say it's AnswersInGenesis.org. You can go check that out. All right, we're going to grab the break and we'll be right back. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Stay close. what Dr. Purdom said, you know, that her school, the school that her daughter was in at the age of 10, kind of started turning more toward a model where it's like, no, we're going to handle all of the education. You're not a part of this. Right. And uh, I mean, her words, I don't trust you. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you I know, then you got to start making the moves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's The Friday Edition. We're talking about homeschooling today, sharing a little bit of our journey. And uh, in the last segment, we had not a great connection with Dr. Purdom, like the phone connection just. And I know that there's so much information that I want our listeners to be able to get. So I apologize for that. Um, Maybe we'll have to get her back on when coronavirus is not affecting the phone lines. (laughs) Too soon. That's what it that's what it was. Is that too soon? Too insensitive? I don't know. Um, Anyways. No, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. Interviews, and so I want to be sensitive to that. Um, so one of the things that she said, I wanted to talk about this, and then we'll open the phone lines. Actually, I'll give the number now mm-hmm. and get your take. Um, and so here's the question that I'm asking you: What about sudden homeschooling? Are you have you been affected by this? Are you mm, doing this right now? What do you think about homeschooling? Um, has your mind been changed? Has your mind your, remained the same? What What are your thoughts on what is happening right now in uh, the United States with? Um, schools closing down from New York to California. Um, schools are closing down. And so as of right now, an estimated 41 million kids are home. Looking at you like, now what, mom? Like now what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm awake. Now what do you want me to do? Um, are you are you concerned about that? You can give us a call and we can chat about it. 888-589-8840. 589 40 and uh, Devin is over in studio CC and he'll get your calls queued up. There was something else that Dr. Purdom said Mm -hmm. that made me think of one of your children. Will the great, Uh um, let me guess which one Just say what happened. Let me get, I I like doing that. Okay. So she said, she said (laughs) her daughter's sort of like, if I can't, well, it's just, she only has the (laughs) one. So that doesn't mean that it's just, you're going to still have to guess. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so she said that her daughter, if she cannot figure out the practical use for the information, she doesn't yeah. understand why she needs to learn it. Yeah. Which one of our kids is like that? Mariah. 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 <laughs> when she said that, I was like, oh, Lord. Like, that was just so life-giving to me because um, so much of my conversations with her is, okay, you need to understand this because. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to kind of run through. And so one of the things that I thought was encouraging, and I just kind of want to highlight that, is that Dr. Purdom talked about Um, the possibility of homeschooling, even against what we think we're able to do Mm -hmm. or whether or not we think we have the perfect environment. And so, again, I want to echo. So for the Addisons, we work full time. We're actively involved in ministry Mm -hmm. and we have five kids and we homeschool them. Mm -hmm. And all five of those kids have different learning styles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
All five of those kids have different favorite subjects. Now, the two younger ones, I just kind of just tell them, hey, look, this is what we're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. But the big three, as we call them, they have different learning styles. They they learn differently and they want to study different things and they want to study those things differently. Um, Just as an example, and then we'll go to the phone lines here. Mariah is more of a practical use learner. She's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, she she tells me because I'll say, oh, we didn't get to this today. And she'll say, I'm going to be fine in life. Like that's a <laughs> I'm going to be fine in life. Mom, you don't need to worry about me. I'm going to be fine in life. And, yeah. and I so desperately want to believe that. But then I just send her, no, go do this. Okay. <laughs> we got to get this done. And then we've got Gabby who, Gabby is diligent. Like yeah, Gabby will get, get it done. In, she will get it done. I mean, mm-hmm. it is like, I'm not spending all day on this, you know. Mariah will wait until she hears the garage door going up and she's like, wait, is dad home? Oh, man. Like, then it's like, OK, it's really serious now. And uh, and, and Gabby excels at math. She's got a very yeah. linear way of thinking. So she math didn't get that is, from me. So. And neither did she get it from me. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to follow her lead on that. You know what I mean? So we approach math like my my statements to her regularly are you got this, Gab. You yeah. know what to do. I mean, because she just her brain just works that way. So I try to feed that, you know, then JD is a little more, um, I would say he's more philosophical, more of a scholarly type learner. He Mm -hmm. absorbs information. He's a very, he's a very adept self feeder. Mm -hmm. So I can sit him down with a book and I can say, here you go. And he will walk away, not only having learned the information, but he wants to teach it to me. Like he wants to (laughs) tell me what he, right? right. I mean, he has learned it to be able to share it. And so all of those things we try to feed, we try to, you know, look at where our kids are bent because the Lord has given them their personalities. And so it's neat to be able to shape that. And from your perspective, Will, I appreciate Mm -hmm. one of the things that you've done with all of us is constantly push toward how has the Lord designed you? Yeah. What gifts, and you do that even with me, what gifts has the Lord given you that need to be shaped and need to be exercised for his glory. And so we're trying to do that even with our kids. Amen. And we have to. And I think that's uh, it will benefit them and it will make things easier for them. If as the parent, we identify what they're bent towards and, and begin to try to uh, shape that, you know. That's um, right. Yeah. I, I just think that's that's an easier way to go, because you might even find that they have some gifts and talents that they may not need to have a higher education, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they may need to have a, you know, maybe just a couple years of something else, but they right. may be able to go right That's into working and having a, their own business. Who knows? So That's a great point. And our job as parents is to prayerfully seek the Lord and yeah. know how to bend them in that d- direction That's where right. he has already bent them, that we continue to go in that direction. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Right. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, we're going to go to Brian in Arkansas. Hi, Brian. How are y'all today? Doing good. Hi. Hey, uh, guys, I want to thank y'all for your show, and I and I want to uh, commend you for your stand for the gospel of Christ. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I want to I want to commend you for uh, the, the fact that you homeschool your children, but you feel led by God to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I commend you for that. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people who decide to homeschool mm-hmm. that have not committed that to prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I think there are a lot of people uh, that homeschool that maybe maybe shouldn't do that, but. That's not the whole intent of my call. Part of my the intent of my call is to defend public school a little bit. 
Okay. Now, I'm not going to give the I'm not going to give the name of my uh, my home school district because I don't want it to come under attack. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I have a school district that my kids have come all the way through, and I'm still a part of. And for most of the years that they were in school, they were taught by people that I went to church with. Mm-hmm. And the the person that who who is the uh, superintendent of this district is a very godly wonderful christian man and um i I just it's not necessarily on this show but i hear a lot of shows on afr and if you just pick up on a little bit then the 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 statement basically is that all public school is of the devil and Mm. i just don't believe that i my, my kids have gotten a wonderful education there are a lot of godly i'm not saying it's perfect by any means I promise you it's not. I mean, and, but my kids have gotten a good education. They've they've been in a good atmosphere with godly people. Again, not all of them, but, you know, that, that presence is there. And I have hey, Brian, tremendous confidence I have a, in I, I have a question for you. This is a great conversation, by the way. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you calling in, and, and I appreciate your comments. But I have a question for you. Are your kids in school right now, or have they kind of already gone through school and are on the other side? They're in college now. Okay, okay. So without, again, identifying, you know, your school or, you know, putting your kids on blast, my question for you then is, because I agree with you, I agree that there are believers who are in the public school system who see that as their mission field. I mean, they are sent there by God, and I'm so grateful for them. The Lord places us uh, to be salt and light in all kinds of different places. So my question is, as you watched your kids uh, matriculate through the school system and you watch their emotional development and their spiritual development, did you see anything that was an attack on their relationship with the Lord? Are they are they active followers of Christ? I'm just curious to know. Yes, they are. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll give you one one thing though, and this was kind of a neat thing. Um, I have a daughter that had a class that uh, had an atheist professor mm-hmm. in in college. Now this mm-hmm. is in college, and she was given a project. And uh, the teacher picked the project, and that was to write a paper on atheism. And wow. um, he knew she was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and, and he asked her to present it. And when it was all said and done, um, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm just bragging on my daughter a little bit. And that's totally fine, Brian. Christian. You go right ahead, because I'm interested to hear this. Well, he knew she was a Christian. Yeah. And this guy was raised, um, he, he was raised as an atheist. But it was obvious this man was searching for something. And um, when it was all said and done, he, he asked her point blank. He said, you are, you're a Christian, right? <laughs> and he, she said, yes, I am. And so the, what the, re, the paper she gave, she researched it, you know, made sure everything was accurate. Mm-hmm. And she said, why do you ask? He said, you're the first Christian that I've been in a conversation like this with that didn't attack me. Wow. Wow. No, Brian, that is excellent. Let me just jump in here because I know we've got other callers who the phone lines are totally lit up. And so I want to commend Brian because I'm Mm going to tell you something. What you're describing, what Brian is describing in his daughter is not because of the public school system. 
I just yeah. want to say that. I yeah. just want to say that. Yeah. When a kid is in a setting, in a situation where they are able to defend the faith and hold the line for the gospel and, you know, understand how to operate, that is not, that's not necessarily a credit to the public school system. Let me also say this, and I want to be very clear here before we go to the next caller. I am not bashing the public school system as if I have operated in every single one of them all across the United States of America. Mm -hmm. I am a pro-family activist, which means that I not only keep a close eye on what's happening in government that affects our school system, but I research it. So when I when I come out and I make a statement about what's happening in our schools, it's not to make a statement about what's happening in your town, USA. It's a big picture look of where the intent what the direction of our public school system is, where the school system is going. And unfortunately, the question then becomes not if you'll feel it where you live, but when, when will you feel it where you live? And so that's the point that I'm making. I I would say maybe in my colleague's defense, and of course I can't listen to every program every day to know what is said. I think that's what we're, we're from the position of watchmen. So we look at the information, we look at the laws that are attempting to kind of come through the, yeah. or come up the pike. And these are the things that are concerning to us. This is why we speak out against it. And this is why we warn our listeners. It's not to say anything against the educators. It's not to say anything against anybody's individual towns. It's right. simply to say, hey, listen, this is what lawmakers want to do. And they have no problem putting your kids on the front lines or making them on the receiving end of this. Okay, Will the Great, where do we go next? Let's go to James in North Carolina. Hi, James. Hi. My wife and I have been teaching for for 40 years or so, mm-hmm. and uh, we've taught in different things. We were in regular classrooms as well as in paces, or, and we've homeschooled our older kids. Right now we're homeschooling our grandchildren. Wow. And the information is important, what you choose for them to learn. But I found out the hard way that the most important thing that we should teach them is their character, but that comes from the teacher. If the teacher has a godly character, the children will have a godly character eventually, because mm-hmm. we are the example. They don't necessarily obey what we say or do what we say, but they do how we act. Mm, and so it's that's important good point. to have our character. And God tells us that we are to train up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's very good, James. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with him. Character is so important. Uh, let's try to squeeze in maybe one or two more calls. Will the Great, where do we, we have go one next? Left. We'll go to Janet in Minnesota. Hi, Janet. Hi. Um, we have five kids, and many years ago when our first kids were in school, homeschooling wasn't heard of. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to our fifth child, I decided to homeschool him, and our oldest son was in college at that time, and he said, Mom, who's going to teach him? You? (laughs) And that right there almost broke my confidence. But Mm. I went ahead and homeschooled him. And we were fortunate enough to have a public school principal who let me have the public school curriculum with the teacher's guide. And so I could sit with him and I could say, this is the way it's being taught. This is what the Bible says. Mm. Mm, wow. That's so good, that's awesome. Janet. That's so Thank good. You, no, and, and let me just say, it's so funny, though. And the reason I'm laughing at that is because I think that what Janet said that her son in college said is what some people say, and they don't realize how that affects 
homeschoolers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so there are some grandparents who will say to parents, "Well, who's what? Do you, how are you going to do that? You know? Right. And they don't they don't mean to call you dumb. You know right, what I mean? They right, don't mean right. <laughs> they don't mean to say that you don't know anything, but that sort of becomes the sentiment. But I will tell you that the Lord has given us everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. He has equipped us to do all of the things that he's called us to do. And if the Lord calls you to homeschool your kids, if he calls you to disciple mm-hmm. and equip and train them at home, and I am certain that he's called you to that, then he's going to equip you to do it. Um, we don't have to be afraid. We really don't. We're out of time. Thank you so much for listening all week long. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.